Hey, song surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a bi-weekly playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, AudioMac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few more. And I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you today. At least that's normally what song surfing is. Normally I'm playing a bunch of tunes for you. But today is an episode of Song Surfing with Friends. And I've got a special guest on today. Today is going to be an episode unlike any other you've experienced so far. More on that in a moment. Friends, if you're joining me for the first time, thanks for stopping in. Welcome and hello. If you're rejoining me, then I have some episodes that you want to check out. First of all, at the top of the show, I say that song surfing comes out every other week, but this month and next month and maybe even the month after, I'm releasing an episode a week. I've been on a roll, have a lot of songs uh, in the queue, so I'm excited to share a lot of tunes with you. Last episode, episode 37, I had an interview with Dan Hall, who is the host of the In the Key of Q podcast and also the producer of a BBC documentary about Freddie Mercury. If you haven't listened to that yet, that's probably my favorite interview that I've done so far. It was a lot of fun. Please, please go listen. I don't think you'll be sorry you did. Before that was one of the the regular playlist episodes and had a lot of great tunes on there. There was a new one by the Pierce Kingans, um, grindcore band Besseris and, and a few more uh, a lot of interesting selections on that episode and another highlight if you missed it was the song surfing one year anniversary show that was episode 33 had a lot of friends of the show uh, previously featured artists record live versions of songs to play and they had messages uh, that they recorded um, to help celebrate the anniversary it was a lot of fun really really special special kind of thing that's episode 33. All right, so my guest today will be Laura from Laura Meets Musicians. Laura Meets Musicians is a blog, an Instagram account, and a Spotify playlist, all devoted to spotlighting indie artists. Laura is a writer and visual artist living in Northwest Italy who loves finding new music and has a particular passion for the depth of emotion found in indie music. Through Laura Meets Musicians, Laura interviews artists, helps to promote releases, blogs about her favorite releases, and generally aims to find indie artists the larger audience that they deserve. Laura also posts her artwork on Instagram under the account Enchanted.Marvel. Now, a little bit different than the interviews that we do on song surfing, Laura's interviews are all in print. Well, digital print, right? It's in blog format. But... um, she gives her interviewees questions to answer, and then that's what's posted. So we thought that it would be fun to try that format for the podcast. So I gave her a bunch of questions. She answered a bunch of, bunch of questions, um, and then she, we did some back and forth, some follow-up, too, to keep it a little bit conversational. And, of course, she picked some excellent tunes for you to listen to. Before we get into the questions, here is a little audio intro that Laura recorded for us. Hi everyone, I am Laura from Laura Meets Musicians. I started this project to give visibility to indie musicians who struggle to be heard, so I give them a space to freely present themselves, and my purpose is to showcase their music in the best way I can. 
Thank you so much, John, for inviting me in your wonderful podcast. Answering your questions has been so fun. I'm very grateful for that. I hope you all will enjoy the interview and remember, always support indie music. Cheers! Laura is an artist as well as a writer, so I asked her if listening to music is a part of the creative process when writing or making art. If so, does it influence her art? She said, well, artist and writer are such big words. Thank you so much for using them for me. The blog is based on music, so I'm 100% inspired by it when I write the posts. As for the drawings, it, it depends. The music most certainly influences a lot of my drawings in the first step of the creative process. Sometimes a musician commissions me for cover artwork for a new single. So I listen to the song two or three times, and then I stop and let my brain visualize an image that resumes the inspiration I got from that song. Other times I'm listening to a song and an image pops into my mind like lightning, and I have the urge to put it on paper. When I draw, I always need silence instead. I need to be completely absorbed by the inspiration and the effort to put on the paper the image I visualized in my mind. For my drawings, I'm not always inspired by music, but from other things, maybe a line I read or the character of my favorite TV series. And then I asked, do your drawings always start with an image in your mind? Songwriters sometimes have entire songs or sections of songs pop into their mind at once. So I'm seeing some parallels there. And Laura said, yes, always. Sometimes I have even the little details in mind and the final result on paper is perfectly as I imagined it. Other times the image is not so clear, but I have the general idea and the final result is different, but satisfying. Yes, it's very interesting, this parallel. I wondered if Laura is a musician as well as an artist. And she said, unfortunately not, but I wish. I think that being able to put your emotions in music is a gift from God. I can read music as I played the flute in the past. I love to play tricky movie soundtracks like The Sting, Harry Potter, or Game of Thrones, just to have fun. I'd love to learn to play guitar and piano. That would be a dream, even though I don't think I would ever be able to write a song. I wondered, as Laura interviews more songwriters, if her understanding of the songwriting process has changed at all. Is there anything about it that seems more or less um, mystifying than, than it had before? And she said, yes, totally. When I started this project, I basically knew nothing about not only the songwriting process, but also the entire release of a song, how much work there is behind the scenes, the whole marketing game that can be energy draining etc. I understood so much more about the making of, of a song. For example, now I can recognize a song that hasn't been mixed yet. Discovering also how it's recorded is discovering a new world for me. So many fascinating things. I asked Laura what inspired her to start Laura Meets Musicians, and she said, on Instagram, I started to chat with many indie musicians, and I felt how the music industry can be difficult for them, how it can be a struggle to get their music heard. Plus, I confess, I'm really curious about the songwriting process, the reason why they write a song, how they write music, etc. I also love to understand the meaning of lyrics, considering that English is not my mother language. So I started thinking how it would be nice if I would melt my curiosity with their need to be showcased. This is the reason why I started this project, and I'm also very happy about the great welcome I've had. 
I love the reaction of indie musicians to my curiosity because I think that they feel that I try to showcase the efforts that they put in their music and their career in an open and honest way. And I'm genuinely interested in their music. Laura selected some tunes for you to hear song surfers, and I asked her how she went about making those choices. She said, actually, it was very difficult to choose as I have a lot of indie musicians and songs that are close to my heart for one reason or another. At the end, I chose Scott and Rory because I'll always be grateful for the extremely kind and welcoming way they introduced me to the indie music scene through Instagram. As for the others, I'd like to add two songs that I can relate to and that inspired my drawing. All right, song surfers, let's get into the music. First up, we'll hear New Yorker Scott Krokoff, who weaves elements of folk rock and country pop into confessional and compelling Americana. Scott has opened for L. King, and in addition to being a regular performer in the New York City scene, he has also performed live throughout Europe, including Belgium for his biggest fan. Pop Wrapped has called Scott an artist to watch and a musician whose work often provides a little something for everyone. About his song, Far Too Many Times, Scott told me it focuses on the difficulty one may have in trying to convince another, e.g. a spouse, a significant other, or a close friend, to change his or her attitude, even where that attitude is holding that person back. And here's why Laura picked the song. Scott is the very first indie musician I met two years ago, and also the one which started it all. I met him through Twitter because I really loved his sound. Then he introduced me to other fellow American indie musicians, and the rest is history. I'm particularly fond of Far Too Many Times because he asked me to draw the cover artwork, and it was really an interesting adventure to put his idea of the song in a drawing. The song has a very deep meaning, too, as it aims to push you to not look so much at what others do or how much success they have, but to focus on your own path. All right, song surfers, let's do it. Here is Scott Krokoff with Far Too Many Times to kick off the first block of music. Talk to you soon. Far too many times, far too many ways I've tried convincing you you need to change your attitude But far too many talks and far too many pleas Haven't done a thing for you You don't listen to me You don't listen to me She said I've heard it all before I know you're dying for my sympathy But what you rather she even more is it simply wallowing your pain? Complain the world's ignored you again. And I'm tired of hearing you explain your cursed reality. Far too many times, far too many ways. I've tried convincing you, you need to change your inside your head And all that pessimistic echoing is something I have come to dread No one knows you anything 
get tough I keep you in my heart When I feel like giving up And doubt tries to tell me Enough is enough But you've never witnessed The power of my love Hey, hey, we're back. First in the block, we heard Scott Krokoff with the song Far Too Many Times. After that was Naive Pandora's version by Petra Yasmina. Petra Yasmina is a singer-songwriter, producer, and creative writer originally from Finland, currently based in New York City. Her music can best be described as pop, indie, and folk, both lyrically and sonically centered on storytelling and poetry. Her debut EP, Signet, as well as her latest single, Naive, are available on all major platforms, as well as over at PetraYasmina.com. Here's what Petra had to say about the song. Naive is an ode to the dreamers. It's a deeply autobiographical dark fairy tale where starry-eyed artists and hopeless romantics step out of the shadows of a world of hard fact and crushing realism own up to their inner dreamers, wild artists, and shameless idealists, and choose to live by chasing dreams and believing in the good in people. Pandora's version is one of four alternative versions of the original song. That's cool. I haven't haven't seen that from an artist yet, so awesome job there, Petra, doing something different. Uh, And each version of the song is in its own unique style and genre. Petra also added... I'm working on my next release now and estimate it will be out in February or March. So, well, just about the time that this episode's releasing. So be on the lookout, friends. About the track, Laura added, I love Petra's lyrical voice and the way she tells a different story with every song she writes. She really has the ability to tell stories that I can relate to. Naive, in particular, is the best example of that, as I can totally relate to the girl described in the song. Petra released four versions of the song, and the Pandora version is my favorite. Third in the block was Roy DeLasnow's song, Power of My Love. Heralded as a golden-voiced troubadour by NJ.com, Roy DeLasnow picked up his late father's guitar upside down and backwards at the age of six. Yikes. Despite never turning his guitar right side up, Rory's unique contemplative sound has propelled him to perform at some of the East Coast's most distinguished venues, such as Mercury Lounge, Rockwood Music Hall, and House of Independence. His penchant for evocative and vulnerable storytelling has earned him international radio airplay and has garnered praise from the likes of American Songwriter and Atwood Magazine. This year, Rory is touring nationally in support of his new EP, entitled Songs from an Empty Room, which is available on all streaming platforms. About the song Power of My Love, Rory told me, The song is a tribute to my late father and a fallen friend. I like to describe the song as a defiant rejection of discouragement and doubt in the midst of profound loss. And Laura added, Rory is one of the first musicians I met on Instagram and also the kindest and most golden-hearted human being I've ever met. His very deep and introspective melodies have the power to calm me down when I need to, losing myself in his sweet voice and guitar riffs. I think Power of My Love is the best example of his heartfelt songwriting. I asked Laura if she could tell us her favorite music-related memory. She said, I have so many. 
For sure, the winter afternoons of my teen years spent listening to old music, mostly swing and blues, like Nat King Cole, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and all the great artists of the past. That is certainly then that I discovered the healing power of music, and my love for good music started there. What qualities, Laura, do you think make for a great song? And Laura said, well, I... I answer to this question as an average listener, not, of course, as a music expert. But for me, a great song is a song that can hit your feelings with the words and your body with the rhythm. That's a great way of putting it, Laura. She went on, it can be a slow ballad whose guitar riff touches the chord of your heart, a disco dance song that can push you to dance in your room and sing as loud as you can, or a rock and roll song that can make you feel connected with the lyrics and tap your feet on the floor. No matter the genre, if it can make you feel something, it's a great song. I asked, what's a lesson that you've learned along the way? And she said, it's a really interesting question. From a practical point of view, I certainly learned how to manage dozens of musicians, sending questions for the interviews and preparing the features for each week while managing the Spotify playlist and the shout out in the Instagram stories. And all in my free time. I have featured around 70 musicians since April, and I'm very proud of the result of my efforts. Sometimes people don't understand how much work there is behind an account and a blog like mine. I learned multitasking, that's for sure. I wondered if she has a method to writing her interview questions. And she said, when I started, I just wrote down the things that I'd like to know about the musicians that play my favorite music. Some questions repeat from interview to interview, and it's so interesting to see how everyone responds in a totally different manner. I always ask which are the most difficult things that indie musicians face, and although some things repeat, such as uh, low Spotify earnings or having to do everything themselves, they always say something new I didn't expect. For example, I recently posted an article on the blog about the difficulties that women face in the indie music world based on the issues posed by a musician that I interviewed. Now, song surfers, I know that many of you listening are creative types, musicians and whatnot, so I asked Laura to share some tips for being more creative and for blogging. About being creative, she said, it certainly depends on how you see life and the things that are around you. I think that art is more of a therapy than anything else. I started to draw seriously in a very bad moment of my life, and it is still a way of healing or escape from reality for me. I see that this happens often for artists that there is always a certain amount of pain in the creative process. Also, I think serendipity is the key word for inspiration. People often think wrongly that serendipity means capability to think positively in a negative moment, but it's a misunderstanding. Serendipity means an unplanned discovery while you're doing something or looking for something else. This can be applied to art in two ways, finding the cure or solution for real-life problems through art and finding inspiration for new art while living your daily routine. As for making a blog, well, I'm just at the start of my journey. But of course, the most important thing is to write about what you really have a passion for and not just what will be successful. To close things out, Song Surfers, we're going to hear from the band Alpha Circle, who told me this. We are an indie pop rock band composed of two Spaniards and two Englishmen. Our song Circles was played on Kiss FM in the U.S. and Phoenix FM in the U.K. Wow, that's cool. We have a lot of international listeners and a core following here in Madrid, Spain, where we finished semifinalists in an international battle of the bands. Our Instagram is at alpha.circle, and we are at realalphacircle on Twitter. 
And about Alpha Circle, Laura said, They're the friendliest musicians I've ever met, and also an explosion of energy and positive vibes. Their music is able to cheer me up and push me to move and dance, and their lyrics really come from the heart. I'm particularly affectionate for Phoenix and Butterflies because I was lucky enough to be involved with them in the promotion of it and because of the rhythm and meaning of the song. Very deep and tender. And about the song Phoenix and Butterflies, Alpha Circle said, It's the answer to the question, what happens in a relationship when you no longer have those initial butterflies for one another? An evolution of love, if you will. And here it is, Alpha Circle with Phoenix and Butterflies. Transformed into a phoenix from the flames of 
Thanks for listening to Song Surfing. And thanks to Laura for being a part of the episode. You picked out some really, really amazing songs. I really enjoyed uh, every one of them. They were all intense in their own way. You can go check out all of Laura's stuff. I got it all linked on the episodes and show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. There's the Laura Meets Musicians blog, the Instagram, the Spotify playlist. There's even a support link. If you want to submit your music for consideration on a future episode of Song Surfing, there's a form for that on the website. That's songsurfingpodcast.com. If you like the songs that you're hearing on Song Surfing, then friends take the next step and help spread the word about your favorites. Share their band camp or streaming platform links on social media or tell some of your friends about it. Buy some merch. Hey, did you know Bandcamp Fridays is coming back again for 2022? So watch for that. Those are the days when all of the 100% of the sales on Bandcamp go directly to the artists where Bandcamp waves their cut. Remember, you can find all of the artists' preferred links to their websites and streaming platforms and all that stuff on the episodes and show notes page of, you know it, songsurfingpodcast.com. Hey, while you're spreading the love, supporting the artists, it would really help if you could follow and leave a review for the podcast. Help me make the podcast better for you. You know, that feedback is, is really, really helpful. You can review on the Apple Podcast app, so iOS and MacBook users, that's for you. The Podcast Addict app for the Android people. Uh, Stitcher, I think, has reviews. Podchaser has reviews. I got these linked in the show notes for your convenience. And if you take the time to do that, you're awesome. Thank you. You can follow Song Surfing on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at Song Surfing Podcast. There's also a Song Surfing email list you can join over at the website, songsurfingpodcast.com. And I'm giving away stickers to U.S. listeners. So let me know if you want one. Send me an email. The email, by the way, is songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to tell me about any music, if you want me to send you a sticker, uh, or you just want to say what's up, reach out. The opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween. You can find Josh's music on Bandcamp by searching his artist name, Ween Solo. The outro music that you're hearing right now, this little ditty is Little Pills by Patrick Moonbird, and it's available on all major streaming platforms. Those are linked on the website. I'll be back next week with a regular playlist episode, and man, am I excited for this going to hear a real uh, diversity of artists. Brie is going to come back with the tune, and we're going to hear the brand new single from one of my favorite Chicago bands. All right, I'm out of here. See you next time.